Welcome to Fintech Underground by Alpaca, a podcast devoted to stock trading API. From trading with algorithms to connecting apps to building out services, Alpaca is built for developers and traders. And with that being said, let's get started. I would like to introduce our guest for today, Vapul, who is the co-founder and CTO of Streak, a no-code algorithmic trading platform that recently has expanded into U.S. markets. I would also like to introduce Yoshi, CEO and co-founder of Alpaca, an API stock brokerage. I'll hand over the conversation to Yoshi now, who will describe a bit about himself. Hey, Vipul. Welcome to the uh, FinTech Underground, the first episode. Thank you very much for joining, man. Thank you, Yoshi, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, like, you know, so we've been working, I guess, I don't know, like for a while now together. Yeah. But like, I think it's really great time for uh, us to get to know each other and really like, you know, share what you're building. Uh, to the uh, audience and like you know, explain the excitement of this whole industry of the no code space uh, mm-hmm. and also the fintech. So I think it would be great like if you can start off with uh, explaining what it is about Streak and mm-hmm. like you know what you're working, what, what you're doing at the Streak. Streak was founded by me and two of my other co-founders about three and a half years back. I take care of technology and global expansion. And Streak was born out of the need to democratize access to the technology in capital markets. Now, what essentially it means is before Streak or generally what people do when they are trading, they actually just look at charts and place orders manually. Now, if you want to do quantitative trading or if you want to do even the simplest form of algorithmic trading, you have to do a lot of work. And we'll get get to that once we uh, dive more deeper in detailed conversation. And Streak essentially wanted to sort of bridge the gap and let you like a big investment, uh, like trade like a big investment manager where you just need to know what your idea is, what your strategy is, and within minutes, your strategy is ready to go. So that's how Streak started. So like, why uh, did you personally, like, you know, got involved uh, in this, uh, you know, project and, uh, you know, company Streak? Like, you know, what was your personal experience behind that? My other co-founder, Harsha, he has been a trade for over, uh, over 10 years now. I have been doing a little bit of quantitative trading, like joining contests and all those things. And I have a AIML background. One day, have, like we, we were just, he was introducing us to how to trade in uh, with the traditional brokers and legacy platforms. And we found it really cumbersome. And we were seeing how he was missing opportunities when just like switching from taps and like slow data feeds. And before he could actually catch the price, the trend was gone, right? My other co-founder and myself, which is Jay and I, right? We, we thought like, let's build something just for him because he's an experienced trader who, who is really good at trading. He understands markets. He has seen all the tough times, 2008 crash and everything. Right. And we were like, if we can build something that sort of makes his life easy. Right. I mean, we have been, all three of us have been friends for over 10 years now, so it'll be fun. And that's how streak post like as a personal journey started for me. And uh, it also sort of, I just wanted to understand how, what takes, to succeed in stock market, I've been doing like cons, but never sort of with huge amounts of capital of my own, right? Just some contests, which were, I mean, at the end of the day, ending at paper trading. That sort of personally excited me and motivated me to sort of build something. And then it took about two years for us to get some fundamental version out for with which like my trading co-founder, he was happy, right? So took- Wow, that's a two years, a pretty good amount of time, man. Like, so you built, uh, you know, a lot of a uh, technology behind yeah. that and uh, so how, how was that like you know your uh, co-founder and the friends uh, reaction to it like you know as you're building spending two years to make sure that 
you know, building yeah. some, building for him, right? So what was the reaction to it? He was very impatient because as a trader, he wants it quick. He wants that Alan Rush. He wants things to move. Uh, but me and Jaya, Jaya is our CPO and the co-founder. So she was, she's a product freak, right? She, she wants it to be perfect. Like as you see in an Apple app, as you see as an Apple product, she, she's a fanatic in that way. I was handling the technology. I wanted to make sure that he can use it with absolutely no training. He, he, he has a strategy. He sees a chart. He should come, be able to come on streak and just within minutes, get ready and go, right? It took a lot of iterations, figuring out which stack works for us, building some proprietary sort of structures in our entire infrastructure to basically make sure that we are able to handle his speed requirements as well as keeping the complexity low, which is very difficult to do when you are doing, like he can literally ask anything to be built from a chart, right? And he has to be able to do it by himself. There is no coder support. We don't have a support as such. We just chat with our customers uh, and we have like customers from across a dozen countries. So we want it to be a self do it yourself platform, but for trading and should be highly scalable and stable because your capital is at risk. And after two years um, with our recent release of uh, V3 version, actually, he's super happy and our customers also love it. And we actually started onboarding early beta customers long before we we sort of were very confident that uh, this is something that will add value to them. But uh, having support from about 2000, 3000 early stage day one, like customers helped us sort of understand various trading styles uh, and sort of build it as a broad platform, which any trader can use. I think that like, you know, it's uh, when you're building that, obviously in this specific capital markets tech yeah. inside of the fintech, what's uh, we also felt very difficult and like you know, challenging is that yeah. this variety of asset classes. Right? Exactly. And that, you know, you, you are currently, you know, in India and yeah. like, you know, you started out with a specific asset class. Yeah. And when you like, what was the challenge and like, you know, what, how did you think about expanding and like, you know, adding different asset classes within the mm -hmm. capital markets? Uh, could you like, you know, touch a little bit on that? Yeah. Yeah. So when we started, we, we never thought like of being global and we just wanted to sort of make our friend make a lot of money and we can just put our money to him, we give it to him and he can trade for us right through, through streak, obviously. That was the initial day one concept there. Uh, but as we showed it to more traders, uh, we got a lot of interest and that's when we realized like, hey, this is a common problem, right? Over the years, people have sort of started to trade. I mean, the markets have moved towards more of an algorithmic approach compared to a decade or two back. And uh, we sort of thought that it will sort of help and sort of give them the boost that they need to basically survive in this today's era of trading, right? Now, when we started, we, again, focused primarily on Indian stocks, futures and options. Then we realized, and that's when 2017, 2018, the crypto was like doing really great. And a lot of our uh, folks also traded in crypto markets and they wanted to heavily sort of do something because crypto is 24-7. You can't stay awake and look for the opportunity 24-7. And if you actually go and figure out like, how do I install all those infrastructure, get those data feed, clean it up and all of that, that becomes very difficult and challenging, right? So what we did was uh, we built our India platform re really robust, right? So we, we currently have about, we have done about $2 billion of trading just on that platform, right? Wow. And, 
And our focus there was to make sure that this platform is super robust, highly scalable, lowest latency possible in Indian markets. And uh, when we actually added crypto, then we realized, hey, everybody has a different data feed format. <laughs> everybody has different market timings, right? The strategies that work on crypto markets are completely of a different kind compared to uh, Indian stock market or a US stock market, right? So we had over the years uh, to pick up these learnings to figure out how can we build a system which is constant in its nature in terms of technology, but at the same time, flexible enough to support any kind of markets and any kind of trading. So currently we have about 15 exchanges that we support, including cryptos, right? And we have assets from commodities to futures and options, commodities, futures, currency, futures, cryptos, Indian stocks and US stocks as well. Building the base was very important and making sure that it works for all the markets was very important for us. Yeah. And you touched actually interesting point about the data and like, yeah. you know, you mentioned the format is all different. And yeah. I think like very difficult, another portion of this capital markets tech is the getting the market data yes. and related data about the market. Like, you know, how are you dealing with that? Because, you know, you're dealing with the 15 different exchanges in the market yeah. and, you know, it has to be a lot of effort to handle it. I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people wondering the same thing, like, okay, I want to build the app. But like, you know, data, well, you know, where do we get that from? Like, you know, and, you know, different asset classes are different requirement. Like, how, how do you handle that? It was a lot of sleepless nights and on-call conversation with people and data vendors across the globe, right? What we actually realized was the source of data can have flaws and we have to accept that truth. There is nothing we can do about it. What we can do is make sure we build a sort of restrictions in our system so that if something is wrong we directly notify the client before he places a trade or stop his trade or pause his trade those kind of signals that was one and second when we were building our infrastructure out we made sure that we we have uh, used a lot of uh, proprietary approaches to building our data pipeline such that we can consume nearly 150 exchanges of data i mean we are not even at capacity with the current uh, scale that we are um, and we are taking tick-based feeds, which is like the most individual trade feed, right? The fundamental data feed and constructing our own data. So no matter you are trading on one crypto exchange or a US exchange or an Indian exchange, the quality of data is assured. And not only that, like the strategy that you build on top of it, like example is, let's say you build a simple moving average strategy or a Bollinger Band strategy. The calculations for all of them are consistent even if you move from one exchange to another exchange if you look verify on the charts if you do back tests all of that right and one one key thing which we realized doing during uh, past three four years right is people generally when they are coding by themselves don't account for these kind of downtimes in actual trading concept they don't account for look ahead biases or slippages when 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 you actually are trading you know that data is going to be two seconds late, hypothetical example, right? But your backtest is not accounting for that. Your paper trading is not accounting for that, right? And we sort of dive very deep into traders' mindset and actually what we can bring in a practical sense to the traders' hands. And that sort of uh, took a lot of iterations and time. And finally, like we have something that we are really proud of. Which asset class and exchange that you actually had the most difficulty on like you know which one is a, oh this one was really difficult compared to others yeah. like if you pointed out one like what, what would that be yeah it was options market uh in especially indian options market and uh, surely i mean 
going forward, we are going to add US options as well. And I don't think they are going to be any better. <laughs> but why, why, why is that? What, what was it? What was the, like difficult part about adding the you know options market in India? In yeah. So the issue is there are huge amount of contracts, but there is absolutely zero liquidity in eighty percent of contracts. Now, when we are expecting a tick or a data feed, right? We have to build a system that is resilient to figure out like, okay, there was absolutely no trade happened, and this. connection is live rather than the connection is down and that's why no trade happened right uh, so what i'm trying to essentially say is there can be ticks or there can be trades which can be missed in your data feed but you you have to figure out whether that is due to low liquidity no trades happening in that in individual stock or option or instrument or is it due to the connection being down itself and options being so notorious on a contract coming live and contract being expired and so sort of uh having so many moving parts to it right it 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 was challenge for us to sort of make it uh work in a very stable fashion where we can be confident to say that hey if you didn't get a trade in backtest or in live trading that means there was no trade actually there and you can go verify with your broker you can go verify with your data vendor if they are verifying on their own charts and 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 i, I mean currently uh we have options live for about uh, i think 6 months and we have gotten no complaints how is it though like so it's so difficult and how is the uh, like you know the the feedback from from the users like because the, it's yeah. difficult right difficult just you know bring out the product out first of all indian customers by the mindset of uh, indian and i am in so i know right we always want more we are never satisfied with what we have <laughs> right so uh, with that they always have requests on new features that can be added because some guy uh, who who is trading who is really expert suddenly he'll come up with hey how can i do this and that will be something that we have heard completely out of the blue and now we have to figure out how do we incorporate this in the platform without changing anything else without breaking anything up right and that can be simple things like adding a new technical indicator or adding a new um uh, let's say a market or something or it can be something complicated like he wants to do multi legged strategy with hedging and arbitration involved across two three different stocks right so he can just ask anything so handling customer feedback and being able to change is what we currently strive to we are constantly adding new features every week uh now when you talk to uh, if you when you ask a question that like how was it like with regards to explaining to clients this right so we we are very open in terms of explaining what our capabilities are and we tell them what we can't do up front right there is no uh second layer or third layer and we explain to them like hey we are trying to do this uh these instruments have this kind of complexities like an instrument like i can have an instrument where the client sends an order but the broker doesn't accept it because his risk management system identifies that there is a extra risk for that option or that contract or that future and you should not be allowed to trade on that based on his risk profile and other uh compliances right and the client comes back and asks to us and we basically have to establish the fact that like hey there are certain other checks that are outside of streak what we are essentially doing is basically making sure that you get to know that before you actually had risked your capital right so we we focus on making sure that our clients beat whichever market they are using uh, ha- get a consistent and replicable experience when i say replicable if you are getting alerts at a certain speed or if you are do- being able to trade at a certain speed for 
uh, futures market in India or options market in India, same speed you will get for currencies uh, in India or com uh, or commodities or cryptocurrencies and even in US markets uh, with Alpaca integration. And we are very happy with your integration. So, yeah. Thank you for talking about us, and uh, we always appreciate that comment. But uh, you know about the compliance. You mentioned that, uh, so that's one of the things that we really wanted to touch upon here. Is because it's not really talked about in yes. you know a lot of circumstances. Yes. And you know dealing with the capital markets is a very very high speed and yeah. like latency sensitive. If you mess up, like you know market moves and people lose money. Yes. So yes. how yeah. like you know as a fintech company, how are you approaching that compliance regulation and even understanding of that sector? Uh, could you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So our approach has been, let's do one thing, get it right, and then move on to the next thing, right? With crypto markets, uh, we realized it was difficult to, first of all, in India, cryptos were not allowed when, uh, when we were actually trying to add them. They were banned by our regulatory bodies. Uh, but we wanted to give crypto trading for non-Indian clients where it was uh, compliance-wise okay, right? Uh, so we had to figure out uh, our legal, get a lot of legal counsel on that and figure out how do we make it work and how do we protect the fundamental rights of the customer when he's trading as well as protect us in case of some issue like example hacks and those kind of things where we truly have no control over, right? Like as Shriek being a platform on top of an exchange or a broker, we essentially focus on algo creation and trading and backtesting, right? We don't do fund management. We don't hold your accounts or wallets or any kind of those things. So we have taken steps to make sure that this is very clear to the client from day one. Even in all our communications, even with regards to um, the way we tell. So in India, our clients cannot do audit trading because that's the regulation. But how do we, uh, I, and you can't do it and people don't realize it and they expect that, hey, I should be able to like, the world is doing automate, automated trading, right? I can do that in cryptos. Why can't I do it for Indian markets? And that is specifically because the Indian regulatory body has made strict rules for customer safety itself, which we take time to explain in with our webinars, with our blogs, with our content and similar stuff we have done for cryptos in various exchanges and demographics. And that's how I think we have uh, addressed this approach and we are continuing to handle this as more and more things develop and things change. In terms of the customer protection, I think like, you know, this algorithmic trading and the trade automation and the, even like an automation, just regular investing, yes, yes. like what is your view on that sector in terms of the automation of the investing mm -hmm. trading in the retail level? That's a very important question, which is not talked about, as you said earlier in your previous question, right? I took an approach where uh, me and my co-founder, Harsha and Jaya, we, we all sat together with a bunch of lawyers, you can say, to figure out why is this regulation even in place, both in Indian markets, US markets, and various crypto markets. And we realized that the regulatory bodies essentially are not trying to do something wrong that is, uh, uh, which this like something unfair. They are not trying to do anything unfair as such, but they are trying to be protective of the client who might not be aware of all the nitty gritties that get into it and how people can be just selling greed, right? Because when people are selling greed, it becomes really difficult for regulatory bodies to sort of differentiate who is doing what. So my approach on this is we have been working with regulators. We have been speaking with various guys to sort of understand how we can bridge the gap, how we can meet on the same grounds where 
we are doing everything that is customer friendly that's why if, if streak has a feature where we don't allow you to trade more than five times a single stock in a day and that is not because uh, clients don't want it clients have been asking hey can you increase it to 50 can you increase it to 100 trades but we are like no you can do it but you have to come on the platform and activate it because we understand the regulators point of view if you over trade there is a risk of like getting your account blown up if you under trade you will miss the opportunity right so we are working on these features and showcasing these to uh, proper people who are in the decision making uh, process right and sort of trying to find out what can be the middle ground so that's my view on this and i hope going forward they will understand the retail clients also are maturing especially with the millennials who are coming up and trading these guys are maturing and they can understand a good product from a bad product and they can understand this risk you just have to make sure that the regulations say that people are being told that as a platform you have to tell them what is at risk and what different steps you have taken to minimize it i mean like you you come from the like extremely heavy like you know ai ml background as yeah. well as uh, you know doing another like you know company and starting a company in the e-commerce yeah. sector obviously you know fintech deal with the regulation like as you just talked about like how was your journey learning that regulation compliance there's a something that's not like you know as you said in the beginning as an yeah. as a person you want more and more and more but you actually may not be more and more and more it's also the control like how was your journey understanding and getting yourself into that environment and balancing that out yeah so it was hard uh, i was always like full guns blazing <laughs> let's do this let's rule things out let's like because in my head it was like if technology allows it we should be able to do it that was a simple equation i had uh, but my other co-founder harsha right he has a very uh, grounded approach he was like let's look at it let's speak to people and he held me back essentially <laughs> if i have to tell that <laughs> and he was like first you read and understand the regulations and i went through it i i didn't like a lot of things initially and i might have been being naive at that point of time but when i look back now over those uh, couple of years i realized that these protections are meant for client benefit itself and it's our responsibility as fintech platform providers and brokers and fintech uh, industry members right to speak with the regulators and tell them hey how we can contribute to a good change and that sort of is the kind of mindset i have built and it it was hard but essentially there was no other choice to build that and understand that on this platform or on this space clients hard and kept capital is at risk and that's a responsibility that i uh, and everybody in our team uh, take very seriously i appreciate that that's a great point because like in our team too uh, like also as same as you we're really you know tech company yes. and yes. obviously we really don't come from the financial services nobody really has built a broker dealer so our mandatory book to read includes the series 7 textbook as the yes. hobby read i was like <laughs> but, but like that that's yeah like you know we we agree on that like what you're saying and i think like you know gearing towards a little bit into uh you know zooming out a little bit so you are in the space of now like you know getting more attention as a no code territory of each mm-hmm. of the vertical of the operation and mm-hmm. uh you know you've been focusing on building the platform uh, for the people who can code how is your like you know experience of like you know building that product to make the non coders to be able to uh, like you know kind of smart immerse into this like you know ultimate flexibility of being able to code what was your challenge and how do you see that the sector is going to evolve into 
I see there are two, three questions, so I'll try to address all of them. If I forget something, miss something, please just let me know. Uh, first thing was, I mean, again, as I said, our core focus was on those traders who essentially know how to trade, but they don't have a technical background. And there are a lot more traders with that kind of background than there are coders, right? There are coders who now have started to trade because of the ease of access Alpaca has provided them, especially in India, right? Where, where we were sort of trying to figure things out, we realized that it's easy for somebody to understand markets if they pay attention to it rather than to learn a lot of coding and spend thousands of dollars to set up the infrastructure, hire coders. And it is prone to mistakes, even if you are an experienced coder, uh, right? If you Even if you are a really experienced coder, if you write some code and you see a backtest result, which is like phenomenal, you have to ask yourself, <laughs> you have done something wrong there, right? And, uh, and many people actually don't understand that they end up taking trades with that, right? So we wanted to focus on building a platform that first of all, make sure that is completely sort of what, what you can say, um, legit in terms of the results that we give, right? In backtest results, we are never optimistic. We are basically trying to make sure we add charges like brokerage and all those things to showcase and add slippers to showcase that, hey, your returns are this, tread lightly, right? Like we always make sure that the client knows that. And um, with clients coming from pure trading background, people who are essentially having two jobs, they are doing various kinds of things. Now, when they want to enter trading, right? Streak forms as a new age platform that helps them essentially use the tools that, that, that was not previously made accessible to them, right? As I said earlier, right? Streak's focus is to democratize access of technology in stock markets. Now that technology was restricted earlier to only people, either those who were educated, i.e. coders, Right? All those people who had a lot of money, who can hire coders, who can buy data, clean it up, build infrastructure around it, and then do pure algorithmic trading. Right. So our focus was like, let's get rid of all of that. And let's just do let the trader do what he does, trade. Essentially, look at stock markets, do his analysis, give him a platform where in seconds he can build his strategy or take anything he sees on chart and build an algo around it, backtest it reliably, with accounts to avoiding look-ahead bias, uh, slippage, all those factors taken in account and just focus on trading, right? And we have seen that even coders who, were, who are cutthroat coders who are using legacy platforms, I will not name them, but they were, they are very, they are very famous legacy platforms, which still a huge amount of people use to do algorithmic trading and even natural, normal uh, manual trading. Uh, they have started to shift to streak once we have added those features that they were sticking for in the legacy platform. And what we see that is essentially with our app and our website, as you can be sitting in your cab, going for your work, doing whatever, right? You have just an idea of, hey, what if I could do this and see how my results, you can just put in your phone and done. You're saying that like, you know, even the coders are now coming into this no code platform that you're building. That's an interesting yeah. phenomenon. Correct, because people, those who are really heavy, like they use ML AI for coding, obviously Streak still is not capable of doing those things. Obviously in future, we want to be able to do that. But currently, because of the ease that Streak is giving, uh, giving in terms of being able to take any idea you have, which you see on any chart, and just see if it works or not. Just that simple question gets answered in seconds, right? 
now whether you feel that streak's latency is not good enough for you and you can validate on streak and then write your own faster version of code dedicated just for your thing and deploy your server and do all those things by yourself right if you are a really good coder but streak sort of acts as that efficiency increasing platform for even a coder where he might have bunch of ideas and he doesn't want to code up everything and figure out what works he can quickly do that on streak and figure out what works and then then actually code that so sort of a python of uh trading you can say that that's like great that prototyping you can do on streak and then actually use it as I, i mean that's great like you know i mean in order to do that obviously like you know the coders have to be very happy with the you know that you know ease of use and flexibility yeah. i'm i'm sure like you know as we've been saying that is a lot of lot of work but the final question of this podcast i keep asking is that all the things that you said including compliance market data different asset classes like you know robust you know backend system so like you being this fintech business lot of things that you have to deal with yeah. was it worth it absolutely i mean i, I even till date take up at least 5 or 10 calls from our clients every week i make sure i make it a point to speak with them and see what we are doing wrong what we are doing right and the sheer joy i get when some clients have good feedback for us even constructive feedbacks it's absolutely worth it it has been a very grueling time uh, adoption obviously uh, fintech especially in stock market is not like any other market like banking or uh, what is that lending sure or tech or yeah payments yeah exactly yep. right uh, so here you have to earn the trust of the people because they are putting every single action that they do on your platform has risk with the capital attached to it and when i hear that hey streak has made them become more uh, re- uh, aware of what they were doing wrong it has made them capture capture opportunities which they otherwise would have missed it's just pure joy i mean i, I love it That's great to hear man that's great to hear you know dude Vito thank you very much for your time today like you know it was like pleasure chatting with you uh and everyone please check out streak uh Vipo is the co-founder CTO of streak this is not only for the non-coders this is for all for the for the coders as well who want to automate and like you know just get the ease of uh, uh you know mind during the investing and uh you know the investing uh trading market so thank you very much and uh you know big applause to the uh, uh Vipo thank you Thank you Ashish for having me. I also wanted to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode of FinTech Underground by Alpaca. As always, check out all of our past episodes on Apple Music or Spotify. Thank you.